Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of That One Guy podcast. Also, we just launched That One Guy's reviews on Instagram. Be sure to follow to stay up to date with one of my reviews coming to you soon. Tenet. Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan film, which was absolutely, well, come check out the review on the Instagram page to hear about that. So today, I want to talk about some, some Marvel news. And I'm not the biggest Marvel fan. For those of you who heard from my episode one podcast, I, I do like my Marvel movies, but there are some things that just kind of rub me the wrong way. You know, like a chafing feeling? Yeah, I'm not into that. I don't like that. None of us do. Let's keep it honest. But um, anyway, so for those of you who, who are genuinely interested, there were some pushbacks of some Marvel films, um, which were some kind of big ones. Um, the Eternals got pushed back. We also got Shang-Chi got pushed back. I'm not going to lie. Shang-Chi actually caught my interest only because um, I actually really like the actor from Shang-Chi because he also uh, does that show uh, Kim's Convenience. He plays like one of the brothers on there and he's a really funny guy. He has very good comedic timing and I really want to see him in like a superhero role because he's extremely uh, likable. And it, it does kind of breaks my heart a little bit to see him get pushed back. What else we got? We also got the Eternals. The Eternals got pushed back, um, which uh, that, that one, I don't know much about the Eternals, except for the fact that Angelina Jolie was in it. Um, and that one comedian who got ripped for it. I, I can't remember his name, but he was like diesel. Um, Spider-Man 3 is now December 17, 2021. Basically, everything got pushed back to 2021. Um, Doctor Strange is now uh, March 25th, 2022. I thought that was originally supposed to come out like end of 2021. And Captain Marvel 2, which I don't care about, July 8th, 2022. No one cares about it. Um, and then also, oh, Black Widow, uh, Scarlett Johansson, May 7th, 2021. Not the biggest loss. The trailer looked okay, but, you know, I'm not really I, – I, I could have sworn she died in the movie, so I'm like, what's the point of even worrying about her at this point in time? But um, You better wait a goddamn minute. Oh, yeah. What? Scarlett Johansson's knight in shining armor has arrived on the scene. Who is this? is this? I am here because somebody in this motherfucker was talking me. Is How that? dare you talk about Scarlet that way? Ooh, you know I got something to say. Who's that? Is that Keith? Ooh, Keith? Dude, you like you like the oh uh, yeah, black dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Dynamite, dynamite. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we do have a surprise guest. Round two, Keith from Almost in Full Color has decided to join in to defend his lady's honor. Um, same way I have an obsession with Anne Hathaway. Keith here has an obsession with who? Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Joe. It's, it's, it's pretty bad, guys. Just want to say it's pretty bad. You, you ever seen Hey Arnold when, when Helga got that shrine in the corner with uh, Arnold's hair, stuff like that? He's got one of those. Um, so, okay, Keith, so you're, you're, you're really excited for Black Widow, and are, how do you feel about the pushback? Uh, I mean, it was expected. We've seen what they've tried to do with Mulan. We've seen what they've tried to do with uh, a couple other titles with Disney Plus, and it's not uh, generating the way it seems that they want it to. So, I mean, it's to be expected. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, Tenet. Tenet came out. I think I saw it. You, you still haven't seen it, right? I have not. Okay. So, I saw it, and it was kind of weird with, like, people being separated. But I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm, I, I'm with this. So, you know, there was not a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I looked up how much they made. I think they made uh, worldwide. They made 1.3 more than the cost the budget um which you know is not good but you know it's still something especially when you're releasing a film in the pandemic and, and nolan just wanted to get people there which i think that actually really helps uh theaters um and so i i kind of appreciate the fact that he was like you know i'm gonna release this anyways because also it was meant for theaters i couldn't i couldn't be like let me stream this at home nah this thing needed to be in a theater 
Um, I don't think I can say the same thing for most of these other Marvel movies, at least from what I could tell. I don't think there's stuff that has to be in a theater, but they would help. The Nolan film was contributing in another business by being released in theaters because he could have released it streamed it and probably had a ton more views well yes and no um as we know with streaming people are going to bootleg and you're going to be able to bootleg um in a much greater capacity so it's kind of one of those things to where it's like we'll see how it plays out you know if we look at the wolverine movie for instance like that thing was bootlegged all the hell before it even came out so it really didn't get the numbers it would have gotten the movie didn't even leak so it's kind of one of those dual-edged swords uh yes it would have got it would have did its numbers but we'll never know how truly appreciated it would have been fiscally we just will never know okay and then also just to clarify keith is referring to the old man wolverine movie which like before like the movie like dropped or like not old man wolverine because they're gonna think you're talking about logan yeah young man wolverine (laughs) young hugh jackman wait which movie was that one that was leaked the first one remember it leaked and the cgi wasn't even finished was that the one with uh there's so saber tooth and uh oh that's and, right and, uh terrible deadpool that's right you know what i live in harlem i think i'm just so used to seeing bootlegs everywhere yeah <laughs> yeah literally a movie comes out i walk out of the theater and they got the bootlegs out there ready to go uh oh yeah that's right because everyone was like hating on the cgi because obviously the claws and there's so much cgi heavy that people were like yo we're gonna watch it anyways i remember because there's like there's like a whole background scene that was like just gray yeah yeah i didn't watch the bootleg i don't know what y'all talking about (laughs) (laughs) um we also watched the movie in theater too um yeah i mean you're right but but how do you like i i don't know i i wonder what where theaters are going to be, you know, because honestly pushing so many Marvel movies back till next year and not just Marvel movies too. I was just double checking and like James Bond, No Time to Die, Fast and Furious 9, A Quiet Place Part 2, like so many movies, like James Bond, that's a huge box office, you know what I mean? And that's been pushed back now. I don't even think they announced the official date when, when that one's going to come out. I think they just pushed it back. Mm. Um, Fast and Furious 9, well, that's just entertainment value i guess and and i mean that partly has to do with covid but it also has to do with uh the dwayne johnson dwayne rock johnson and uh jason statham doing their own thing which caused delays for that but i mean there's a lot of loss going on going around and you know everyone's feeling it and theaters like do they have a place in our future is the question yeah i think so i think uh when we look at the climate today and how people are just itching to go outside i think a lot of people have cabin fever at the moment so a lot of things that, you know, the old saying goes very cliche, but you don't know what you got till it's gone. So we look at all these things that we used to do and at one point took for granted, you know, going and catching a movie was, you know, very commonplace. Going to bowling alley to go play pool. A lot of leisurely activities that we used to do that we now cannot do, people are just itching to do. And like you said, some movies have a better feel in the theater versus, you know, watching it at home. You know, maybe you don't have like a killer sound, surround sound system. So you're not really getting that, uh, that full feel of some of the, uh, some of the movie that that has to offer. For me, I mean, that's probably like the only thing that I feel like a theater has over your personal home um i mean unless you have like a really terrible tv or something but the only thing I, is that is that sound system uh, uh some some movies do have certain um acoustics that are meant for theaters and and you get that full effect in the theater so yeah i i think theaters will bounce back pretty well it's just gonna take them to ride out this wave until you know the people are able to go back 
unless they're not able to go back in the way that they used to go, then yeah, theaters might have a different time. But so it, I, I, it's interesting you say that that you know sound is the biggest thing for you because you know what when you think of movies like Avatar, like Avatar, I don't think would have been nearly as successful as it was if it wasn't for being in a theater, visually um, or visually. Cool. Visually, I don't think acoustics really. I mean, that's one of the. That's. I mean, it's considered one of the most visually stunning films I think of all time. Like I said, unless you got like a terrible TV, but I, I feel like TVs these. I mean, um, for what is widely available, is just as good as a theater screen. I and you know, some and some some, but depending on the TV you have, it can be better. I dare say some TVs are better than a theater I, screen. I, I get that, but those TVs aren't big screen TV, like they're not, they're not taking up your whole wall. You know what I mean? You're not no, getting, no. and you can't see a lot of the details in that type of CGI. You know, you're not, you're not really able to fully get engrossed in it. You know, I mean, I, I have a 55 inch and I love it, but you know, I do know that, you know, there are certain things like that are, they're CGI heavy that are, that are meant to be visually impactful in a theater that, you know, having that, that moment of like, okay, I'm looking up at this giant, massive screen. You know, it's part of the reason why I think, you know, sound is very important. Sound is absolutely important. Sound is important, but I do think that we can't neglect the visual aspect of that too. Like it, Avatar was a big, was, was, was just the number one, one I could push back, which I think that got pushed back too, but I think that was actually earlier due to COVID. How many but, times has that been pushed back? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's James Cameron, right? Yeah, he just wants to, he wants to make a beautiful baby. He wants to make a beautiful, perfect baby. And, and I, also, his, e his ego knows no. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> what? Word, ego. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Look, he did Titanic. We can't really. Uh, I don't care. I can't talk. Well, wow. You never liked Titanic? Care. Although there was room on that door for both of them at the end. Yeah. We both know it. He could, he, she was like, nope. He was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Typical. Um, all right, so, all right. So, movies, you know, we're kind of dead right now. Um, I recommend everyone, if you have an opportunity and you feel safe, of course, um, maybe try to go see Tenet, support a theater if you can. Make sure you're safe. Make sure you're comfortable. Don't go someplace where you see that they're not obviously taking the proper precautions. When I went to the theater, there were empty spaces, like two empty seats in between each two seats. So I felt pretty comfortable, pretty safe the entire time that I was at the movie theater. Although somehow, some magical way, someone sat in my seat. And I was like, I have to approach you to tell you to move or I just suck it up and scoot over. And normally, normally I'd be like, hey, you're in the wrong seat. But because we were in a pandemic, I was like, you know what? I don't even want to sit where you sat now because I know they have to sanitize. It's like, I'll just sit over here but how do you mess up assigned seating in a pandemic i don't it i was a little frustrated right there i'm not gonna lie were the prices dropped at all same price uh i think it dropped a little like like a dollar no I, you know what i can't say that because i went in new jersey but movie tickets in new york are stupid expensive oh okay so you know when i went to new jersey i mean it seemed like a normal like 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 in virginia seemed similar do you think they'll drop prices to lull people back in when the time comes I think so. I think gonna, I think they're gonna drop prices to get people back in, to get people flooded back in, get people comfortable. However, I think that the snacks are gonna stay the same price. Yeah, and they I think they ain't going nowhere. Yeah, and I think that that's that's an easy. I I think that's you know as much as I hate movie theater prices of candy, that's why I sneak my own in, my own in and. If y'all don't like it, so how do you sneak them in? Don't worry, don't worry about it. I got I got ways, <laughs> all right? Hey, always keep a flask on you, all right? That's the first thing. You get that soda, mm. you pay for that soda, a little rum and coke. Secondly, you always stick a coke bottle in your sock. You always wear the long socks. You stick it in your right sock, bam, no one checks. All right. Mm. You don't tape it to your thigh. No. <laughs> that was really a date nights. Uh, date nights. <laughs> oh me, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that bottle for well, no, you okay. can have me uh, down if you like. <laughs> 
Sarah, you're in C six. Have a nice night. <laughs> uh, uh, also, wear a hat. Put a candy. Put a candy bar in your hat. Like there are there are techniques. I've learned this down from it's passed on from generation to generation. If you're a father not teaching your kid how to sneak candy into a movie theater, you're not doing it right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so okay, so what what do you so like right now not many movies not many things to 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 you know go to the theater to see are you what are you relying on for your entertainment i mean obviously i know you like video games you're in video games um so am i but like are you doing mostly like movies on like are you streaming like the movies that they're releasing are you doing netflix are you doing like amazon are you like or you're just doing shows are you sticking with shows i mean uh i haven't i haven't watched a movie in a while now that now that you mention it um but yeah i think netflix would be the primary source for movie. no no take that back um dag on it amazon prime was offering like free movies at one point and i did not watch mercy because it was free at one point i should have watched it but i never did oh hotel artemis i think that was the last year that was a while ago though i told you to watch that one yeah yeah yeah. because i watched it when i was you're like yo watch hotel artemis and it was it was pretty good it was different right so that was like what maybe a month month and a half ago okay okay so so yeah so mostly it's been tv shows i've been watching I just want to give I just want to give a shout out about this movie because I think Hotel Artemis. I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you actually mentioned. It. I didn't know you watched it because we haven't actually discussed this. So did you did you liked it? I mean, it's it's different, right? It's a it's a I think it's a unique, almost post apocalyptic. I don't say fully post apocalyptic, but it has this apocalyptic appeal. Like it's oh, like right before you enter a apocalypse. No, it kind of uh, to me felt like they took one part from John Wick and turned the whole movie into it, which was the hotel in John Wick. There was no fighting allowed in there. You, wasn't supposed to nothing go down. It's supposed to be yeah. the safe place. Yeah. So it seems like they, it, to me, it kind of felt like they took that and then just ran with, hey, like what happened if things do pop off in the safe space that the assassins and everybody goes to, which is a cool concept. Like I'm not, I'm not knocking it at all. So um, I really liked what they did with it. Uh, I I would have liked just for a tad bit more explanation into um, some of the characters, but ultimately the mis- the mystique behind them did have like a payoff in the end. So it was kind of like, yo, who are these people and all that, but it did, it does pay off in the end. So for those who may end up watching it, you may be kind of confused about certain characters, but there will be some format of payoff. Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely make you, they, they like the mystery. They try to keep it going for a little while. I mean, even at the end of it, you're still trying to figure out what this world is. But what I did like is the subtleties of how they showed you what the outside world was like. You know, you yeah. never really got to see, except for like an alleyway scene or something else. Like they're talking about like, oh, people are going crazy out there. People are losing their mind. You, you hear that there are riots and you hear all this other stuff, um, which I think has a good parallel to kind of what we have going on here in, in America today. Um, because they're not telling you what these people are rioting about or things like that. You don't know if it's over natural resources. You don't know if it's over civil rights. Uh, you don't know if there's some sort of crazy government, you know, think scheme going on but you do know that there is a disgruntled people who are causing this chaos outside and at that point in time those who are criminals are the ones who are like you know thriving off of it but it's almost but that business of like you know you're checking in like john wick you know to a hotel a safe space just a safe haven temporarily but even those are going out i thought was was pretty cool that to 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 be put in a world that you're getting like little piece bits and pieces of subliminally and to also have this characters develop with not super heavy dialogue like no one had like a super long drawn out speech. Everyone kind of just threw in these little things. Each person's connection to one another really described or the relationship really told you, you know, who they were, what their relationship was. I mean, also actors, uh, Sterling K. Brown, uh, Zachary Quinto, Jeff Goldblum, Dave Bautista, 
Jodie Foster. Oh, Jodie Foster was fantastic in this one. They made her look really old, but she was really cool too. And Sophia Butella, which I am not as familiar with her, but I do know she's gorgeous. So keep up the good work. Charlie Day was in this. I mean, they had a very broad cast and I think it paid off. It was definitely very enjoyable. Highly recommend watching Hotel Artemis. Um, I think I gave it like a four out of five, maybe a five out of five. I'll double check. Or maybe, you know what? I'll put it on Instagram. Check it out to see the actual number of you on Instagram that one guy reviews. Glad you watched it, Keith. Look at him listening to me, watching movies and such. <laughs> Look at that guy. I've also been watching some shows. I don't know. I mean, I've been watching, I've been splitting up my shows. So it's been like some anime, some actual just normal TV shows. Um, I think anime right now, I've been watching, uh, let's see, God of High School. I've also been watching The Great Pretender and Black Clover. Now, God of High School, for those of you who don't know, who haven't seen it, was originally like a, a Korean manga that got turned into, it was on one of those those manga sites where like amateur manga artists could create it and put it online for free and people would pick that up. Uh, I think it was up there with Tower of God. But I was watching God of High School lately, which I have been very high from. From the opening intro, Keith's making a face right now, everybody. Keith, Keith, you got some, you got something you want to say, sir? You okay? No, I mean, keep going. I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm letting you go. I thought we were doing this for next, but here we are. We're, we're already here. I've, go I've, ahead. I've, I've, I've been watching God of High School. I think it's pretty entertaining. I think that you know, it's the, 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 the fight cinematics give you these shots, which are really unique. So if you like action, if you like, you know, some pretty clean animation, if you like a really just fun, lovable character. I think it's a great opportunity to watch God of High School. It's on Crunchyroll. You can watch up to like one episode behind if you're not a premium member. If you are a premium member, then you can watch literally an hour after it comes out in Japan, which is fantastic. Black Clover, that's a shonen. That is a shonen, right? That's the term? Yeah, it's considered yeah. a shonen. Yeah, considered a shonen. Um, it's like Naruto meets uh, uh, One Piece meets Bleach. Like it's it's literally like the artist stole, the, the creator stole like a lot of like basic concepts. And he like very clearly is like, hey, I'm a fan of these shows. So here you go. Except they're like wizards. And the main character is just a kid who doesn't have any magical powers. So everyone likes underdog. If you just want something that's long that, you know, you can keep up with and like binge watch and like a couple seatings and like, or maybe even have on while you're cooking or doing something else. Black Clover is definitely one of those shows. It's a little, little on the fun side. Good anime. The Great Pretender though. Have you seen The Great Pretender, Keith? I haven't finished it, but. Oh, The Great Pretender. It's fantastic. It's like Loop on the Third meets Case Closed, which uh, it definitely gave me Loop on the Third and Cowboy Bebop feels. I actually should see which studio made that because I don't think I double checked or assisted with that because I have a feeling there is some sort of connection to either Lupin or Cowboy Bebop because the way that the style of the music is and the style that they tell, like the mystery, they unravel the, the heist at the end. Now, the Great Pretender is about heists, basically. It's about, you know, these guys who are con artists and how they go about it. The English dub is fantastic because they even incorporate the fact that at the beginning of the first episode, it's all like in Japanese and then there's like French and there's other languages and they have those languages still in play as they're traveling the world. And you can even hear accents for a period of time before like it says, hey, we're switching over to just normal English so that you can keep up. But they still make nods to the fact that, hey, your, your accent's kind of funny for, you know, French guy or your accent's kind of funny for this. And it's, it's fantastic. It's if you like to unravel and figure out like how a con or how a heist is going to go through, if you like Ocean's Eleven, um, then I highly recommend uh, checking out Great Pretender on Netflix. It's only like 10 episodes, 10, 12. It's pretty short. Um, There's definitely going to be a second season. feel pretty confident about that. That was my anime list. I have a couple of normal shows I'm watching too, but I'll let Keith talk about his anime list and maybe he's watching as well. You try to talk past it real fast. Got a high school. It's not... Well, no, it's what you said. It's what you said as good, great action scenes and whatnot. The story is not going to do it for you. If you're watching it, you're literally watching it because it's eye candy as you will watch Fast and Furious for its eye candy. Do not compare it, it to Fast exact. and Furious. 
That is exactly what it is. Nothing more, nothing less. Looks great, easy on the eyes, but that story is going to have you like, what in the world's going on? Now, funny thing, I told you I was watching Tinge Tinge recently, and then I went back and rewatched it. And Tinge Tinge actually was the better way. It's funny time. To do that. Because Tinge Tinge, Tinge Tinge started off just like got a high school, really. It was just pure martial arts based. You had some, a little bit of craziness in there, but then they explained how to achieve said craziness. And then they showed characters really work to achieve craziness. It wasn't in, in the span of two episodes, they're crazy all of a sudden. It was like, nah, like they didn't even show him training with the old man. And I'm sorry, that was, I should have said spoiler alert before that. All right, but just, just, just there, were, there was no, in a lot of anime, especially of this type, there's always that training arc. Like it's so damn uh, ingrained into anime. It was it was kind of sad not to see. And like I said, like or like we spoke, there are certain things that happen to certain characters, and when they happen, there's no impact. It is nothing there. It's just like, oh, this happened. Okay, and it, that, that's pretty much. Now, uh, for those who have not watched God of High School, I'm gonna need you to skip for you know about 45 seconds just skip 45 seconds all right that's all i need now for those who have stick with me someone passes when that someone passes someone's dad comes out talking or granddad he's like i'll avenge you and it's like who are you like no one spoke of you and they're like oh the great alchemist and it's like yo your your intro should have been so boss you should have been date because you were a, like he was boss like he bossed that there's no way we shouldn't have known that such a boss existed and it just be like oh who the, who the hell is this even in full metal alchemist we knew hohenheim was that shit and they detailed why hohenheim was that shit we knew bradley was that shit and they detailed why he was that shit like i could go on we knew mustang was that guy we found out a lot of animes do this. We knew Jiraiya was that man. We knew Kakashi was that guy. Like, I could go on and on and on. And Tenjo Tenj, we knew all these people were this great, and they detailed it exceptionally well. Now they do give you the vibes that Mori is great, but they don't show you the road in detail his greatness. Now, yes, Mori is great. Like, when you get to that 13th episode, you're going to be like, yeah, dude's a boss. He's beast. But I really would have liked a little bit more of world development. Mori's development was good, but I would have liked a little bit more worldly development. So you knew who the players were and had a better idea of what they were. And the only character I'm cool with not being developed because I feel like there's more to it is um, Park. Uh, I feel like Park is purposefully not developed because there's something else to it. That's just my theory. I haven't read the webtoon or anything, but I, I feel like there's something more with Park and uh, maybe Mandoc, but mm. not, well, I guess those two, but even as Mandoc as a villain, there should have been a little bit more on him as well, uh, just for villainy purposes. Like, why do we hate you again? I don't even know why I hate you right now. Like, <laughs> you just kind of like popped up and I'm like, okay, cool. We're, you're the villain. All right, cool. There, there was really no big development why him and Park are head to head. But I mean, I'm cool with the mystique in that aspect, but eh. Uh, crazy I, thing I is, mean, crazy thing is, I told you. I but told I will you. say that the action is so good, and everything surrounding the action is so good that it—that's the reason for the for the critique. It's not to say that the anime is bad per se. It's that you can see there's this another tier of greatness it could be, and you're just rooting for it to be that great. Like when I said, Tenjo Tenj did this already. 
you were supposed to use Tensho Tinge as the, okay, let's take that and then skyrocket off of that. You know, just how Naruto and Bleach and all of them, they looked at Dragon Ball Z and they skyrocketed off of that. So it, it's, you know, to use what came before and then make it better. What, uh, so what are you watching then right now? Anime West. No rebuttal? No, oh. Look, man. Look, man. I don't need to. I don't need to. I don't need a rebuttal. See, that's a crazy thing. I don't need to defend God of High School anymore. I, I did it for a little bit and I was like, oh yeah, because, you know, I felt like, yeah, I, I just a rapport that we have. It's just a little game that we have. But then I thought about it. I'm like, I need to defend that. It's got more viewership than, than whatever you were talking about, which you're going to mention in a minute or two, I'm sure. Decadence. So, go ahead. It definitely Decadence. got more. Wait, you sure it has more viewership? Hold yep. on now. Go ahead. Hold, on. Just Hold on to your butts. Decadence won two of them. Reason being is Crunchyroll has a, a larger uh, reach. Well, yeah. Any I mean, site that you obviously go to. it's going to have more views, but it's to the... Um, which also means its value is more if Crunchyroll picked it up because it's not on Funimation. It's not on any other... Uh, global streaming service decadence is on funimation it is yeah dubbed or subbed um sub oh wow it's getting a dub but um they've been out dubs a lot isn't the series over Hmm? isn't it over um yes but there is a second season i think it got greenlit for oh god no make it stop (laughs) oh you you gotta give it a chance man bro i watched Four episodes? How how long is a chance? So, and anyone anyone who says that, like, oh, loop on the third, like, I won't watch it because I don't like the way it looked or whatever. What what do you say to that then? How do you counter that? Okay, see, that's that's a different. I I kind of get what you're trying to go for, but that's a completely different argument. That's the reason that you loop said you stopped watching Decadence because, because it, the but, but the loop, dra- well, there was a drastic change. Yes, but that was the reason why you said you stopped. But loop on the third came out over 20 years ago okay let me you know what i'm talking about that's, that's i'm just i'm trying to say like that's not a fair comparison because that's just like oh it's an older thing even if you go with the new ones there's okay, still what still- about the chinese anime that i uh chinese anime that that have come out recently um i can like fog hill fog hill has a much different art style to it so like ways like i could this is funny because you say you like the darker looking things when god of high school is the one of the most shiniest fucking things i'd have never watched that's just shiny it is, but, <laughs> yeah. but a kick in the face is a kick in the face. And I like seeing people get kicked in the face. You know, it could be the way that they delivered that. I, you know what it is? It was that Decadance made me think I was in this dark world. And then they gave me this warm, bubbly, cartoony thing. And then they tried to, then the animation just was like, I was like, oh no. Because they're showing you this other level. And it just, and it lost me with that. I was so invested in this idea and this world that they gave me. And you know, when you do a show, when you do that, that'll flip a Rui, like, haha, the world isn't really the world. It's something else. The Matrix. When you do the Matrix, you got to give me an even cooler outer world. The Matrix gave us both, but made you want to stay in the Matrix. Decadence gave me both. I just was like, but then, but because they made their, the, the Matrix world that I fell in love with just such a joke. I was like, so there really is no real value to half these, these half these people dying or doing whatever. Like, I don't, I'm not invested in it anymore. Because the real characters, the real ones outside of that world, the two, the two, the 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 one, the run robot guy and the girl who's the the the, the mess up, the, the whatever you want to call it, she's not in the outside world. Only he is, and I really don't care about him anymore. This is very vague for a watched. lot of people who haven't seen this. Yeah, go. Uh, I strongly urge you to watch Decadence. The story is amazing. Give a parallels. Give us, give us uh-huh. an, like gives people the rundown of what that like tell like give give us a plot like live a plot. Um, if not, I'll do it for you. But I'm trying to give but, you. Um, so basically in decadence, humans kind of like mess up the earth. They really don't detail how the earth was messed up, but you could probably take some guesses out of the how, how it happened. 
um, some aliens come in and then cyborgs find a way to manipulate those aliens. Basically, they turn Earth into a playground for the cyborgs and decadence is just a big ass MMO for cyborgs and AI. Humans do live in this world and are known as tankers and humans are basically, you know, just trying to get by, whereas the cyborgs are using the whole planet Earth. Like I said, it's just as big MMO game. It's deeper. It gets deeper than that in terms of just parallels to real world and a lot more. It's it's a really great story and there's some really good twists in there. Just be ready for a kind of change when you see the cyborgs because they are not, they do not look as cyborgs they look more like avatars i suppose if you will they're they refer to as cyborgs but they really kind of look like a little avatar that you would use in some some game or whatever but even that is kind of like a subliminal message so i i definitely urge everyone to watch it the subliminal messages are just ridiculous and the messages that they throw in your face are actually quite ridiculous as well and i got greenlit for a second season so yay and it's won two awards for their their writing so double yay yeah whatever go watch it guys that's what he wants you to do i'm not even i'm not even gonna i'm not even i'm just okay although we disagree on decadence well asbury agrees the whole world has awarded the show uh anyways uh, <laughs> uh the other anime that i watched i thoroughly have enjoyed are two ongoing animes so if you you know are trying to get into one uh one is re-zero um starting life in another world i think is the subtitle i i don't encourage this for everybody it's not for the faint-hearted uh or light-hearted or faint of heart that's what it's called yeah so it's good it's disturbing it's very disturbing but also very good it really makes you root for the main character and sort out or sort art alicization this was a, a phenomenal damn well near i don't know how this didn't get awards at all because this season was nuts like it, it's amazing the dual layer storytelling of uh virtual world real world like kind of running alongside of each other and converging at certain points in the story i think was like it, it's amazing uh, this this season of Sword Art was really great, and it's kind of what Sword Art had been missing, if you will, uh, because the past couple of seasons have been eh, but this whole outsization segment was phenomenal. Just for those who don't know, if you if you are trying to get into something, um, ReZero, like you said, is kind of it's 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 hard to get. It's good, but it's definitely gonna gonna pluck at your heartstrings a little bit. So just a quick like rundown of what this show is about. You can also find it on Crunchyroll. Natsuki Subaru, an ordinary high school student, is on his way home from the convenience store when he finds himself transported to another world. As he's lost and confused in a new world where he doesn't even know left from right, the only person to reach out to him was a beautiful girl with silver hair. Determined to repay her somehow for saving him from his own despair, Subaru agrees to help this girl finding something she's looking for. Throughout this journey, he realizes that he continues to have a reset. So he goes back to a certain point and has to relive that moment over and over again, reliving his death. And he has to continue this struggle until he finds a way out of it or to solve a problem. And as that happens, then the day goes longer, his time living goes longer, and he finds some excruciating truths throughout that journey. I'm just gonna say there's only so many times a person can die before you're just like, man, I'm so sorry for you, bro. And that's what we mean by that. But it's definitely a, a good, it's a great, it is a good show. It's a very good show. I have not started the new season yet because I want to binge it because it's, it's not something that I'm very patient for with watching. What was the other one I you mentioned? Uh, oh, I gotta uh, watch it week by week. I need that week break in between, well, like just t- like, cause you're gonna hit that terrible episode. You're like, yeah, I need a week to like, just gather myself and get together. What was the other one you, you said? Uh, you, uh, Sword Art. Sword oh, Art. Sword Art. Sword Art, uh, 
Alice is Asian, um, is actually like I think like six of the Sword Art series. It's 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 high in the numbers. It's like it's it's been it's been a couple. And this is actually uh, part two of Alice's Asian. I forgot what the actual full name is um, because uh, they did War a split. Of the Underworld. Yeah, War of the Underworlds. They actually did a split. So Sword Art is basically you know how everyone has VR and such. They take it to the next level where you can like put on VR and you're like asleep and you go into this 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 online gaming platform. And so the first series starts out with people being trapped there. You know, there's a hack people being trapped there. So if you die in the game, you die in life. Um, that itself has its own struggles. And then eventually when people get out of that, um, how it messes with your mental psyche, um, you know, literally having to murder people in, in a video game and knowing that those people aren't coming back in the real life and that you are one of the few that survived because none of you wanted this. But some people take advantage, of course, in certain scenarios like that. And some people aren't lucky enough to survive. And that's a whole season. And then it progresses to, you know, people coming out, dealing with that in another season and then entering into another world and how people manipulate these these other worlds. And they actually tell a lot about people's truth. So like someone might be in charge of a corporation in the real world, but when they're in the game, they might be doing certain criminal acts or behaviors underneath, or they might be taking data from other people while you're in there. And it, you know, it progressively changes through each season dealing with these things, but at its core, it begins with this, and actually in Alicization at the end, it finishes with, you know, what it means to be human, the traumas that we deal with in, you know, this, this other world, but really it's all about life as well. And the lead character is a badass in how his growth and how he changes and he gets a group of friends throughout it. So definitely a very, very good show. It is long running for the most part. I mean, it's not one piece long, but it's definitely long. You can definitely find that out on Crunchyroll. That's the other one he recommend. Highly recommend. So, so far we have Deca Dance, which is apparently on Funimation. The dub is coming soon. Keith says you should watch it. Um, we also have his ReZero, which is on Crunchyroll. You do not need to be a Crunchyroll subscriber in order to watch the first couple, uh, the first season. Um, you just need it for the newest episode that is released an hour after Japan. Highly recommend getting Crunchyroll for that. And then you also have Sword Art, which you do not need a subscription for either to watch those uh, original first season. Um, easy to get access to, great quality streaming. You can get that on your PlayStation. You can get that on any of your devices, including your smart TV. Highly recommend for the ease of access. Then for me, I gave you guys God of High School, which is about a tournament of youths fighting to see who is the strongest. And it turns into a crazy, confusing shit show at a certain point in time. But if you like quick fights, if you like, you know, cool animation, if you like to be entertained and have a good time and have a little bit of fun with a, with a really likable lead character, highly recommend it. Black Clover uh, is uh, the wizard one that I described earlier. Both of those are also on Crunchyroll. And then you have The Great Pretender, which is on Netflix. That one is one that you need to sit down, pay attention to, get invested in, and thoroughly enjoy uh, watching. Now, did I describe all that stuff right, Keith? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And then let's go ahead and just like touch on some, some actual shows, shows that we're watching right now. You just list one that you're watching. I'll list one I'm watching. We'll go back and forth. I just finished Power. It was overall, I give it an A or 4.5 out of 5 if, if we're doing it numerically. Great show, great characters. Tommy probably comes off as my favorite character of them all because like, he comes off as he's crazy in real life. Like I like, yeah, he, 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 he kind of takes the cake for me in terms of the acting aspect amongst all the characters in there. And he does have that very stereotypical New York, like, well, I, I wouldn't call it a New York thing, but he has, I guess it's kind of a New York thing, but he does carry that vibe of like, I'll cuss you out one second and then we'll go sit down and eat. 
<laughs> the next. Like he has that very crazy tendency. So uh, I would highly recommend Power. It's um very crazy and also one that you should pay attention to. It, it doesn't require a ton of attention, but there are some subtle things that do happen that require you to like if you see it, you'll know what's coming. And it's really good if you're paying attention, just in general to any show really. You're ahead of me. I need to actually finish watching the last season, but I don't think I have stars. So I got I to gotta double check that. I don't have stars, so I don't want to see if I can watch that last season. But I refuse to watch Power Book, too. I refuse. Yeah, um, I'm not. I, I That's something we should, we should talk about another day, the reason why I refuse to watch Boruto and Dragon Ball Super. But anyways. All right, we will. Um, for me, I've been watching Frontier. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, I, I don't Just think it was. Old? Yeah. Okay. Man. Yeah. Man, that's good. Don't get me wrong. It does remind me of a History Channel show, but that's not a bad thing. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, Vikings was a History Channel show, and Vikings is fantastic. Um, the Frontier, you know, I'm on the first season. I think it has three seasons, and I think after that, that's supposed to be it. Um, it's on Netflix. I, I like it. I like period pieces. I think Jason Momoa, you know, I, I was, I've never seen him really act outside of Drogo and Aquaman. Um, so this is really, it, it took me a bit to get into, but now I'm like on episode like eight and I'm like getting really into it. I'm enjoying it. You know, it's, it's about basically the fur trade and how, you know, a company took over, you know, Native American lands, how we would basically, Hey, we're going to kill you or you, if we can't trade fur with you. And they would take advantage of these Native American tribes. And really it was, it was, it was like the, you know, it was like the wild west, you know, you could kill for what you wanted and that's that. And but also you have all these different countries fighting over these territories to get these fur trade routes, to get this, these items to make money. So it's quite, it's quite enjoyable. It's definitely a slow paced. You need to pay attention. You need to like period pieces. It takes some investment to get into, but it's definitely quality television, quality acting, I don't know about the payoff yet, but we'll wait till I finish. But that's on Netflix. What's your second one? Uh, my second one can be found on Netflix at the moment. It is Black Lightning season three. Amazing. I think I've, I've loved every season for different reasons. And most of those reasons actually revolve around the villains. <laughs> like it's, uh, it's like that Batman thing for me where the villains kind of outshine the star. Uh, don't get me wrong, Black, Light, Black Lightning himself is really cool and really dope, but it's the villains that really make it. And like season one, I've, and it carries through, but I love Tobias. Um, he's just this racist albino guy, but he hates everybody. And like, he's probably the one who like is the best out of everyone acting wise. Just, it just, it makes me laugh. I, it's not supposed to be funny, I don't think, but it just comes off as hilarious. It's just albino dude who hates everyone. Season two, Lala, I love Lala. He's great. And in season three, we have a, a new type villain who is like just this creepy guy. He's just extremely creepy. But I mean, if you watch it, also the action scenes in season three have really picked up, like really, really, like you can tell. It's funny because the action scenes in season three, are reminiscent of Arrow season one, which is Ooh. probably some of my favorite action scenes. I needed that. W shows specifically. So like, yeah, the action season season three have definitely taken a step up in terms of uh, just the choreography and how, how they're executed. Painkiller. That's just the word. Painkiller. If you, if you watch season three, yeah, amazing. I three Black Lightning, I endorse it. You might, you might get me to watch that because, uh, you know, I stopped it. I think just finished first season, then I stopped because honestly, the action sequences were the biggest. You gripe. finished season two, did we I? We talked about the end of season two and the uh, the the back issue. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. But which was wild. Yeah, uh, but it well, does have this weird gritty. 
it'll be gritty. Like it'll be well. I guess certain characters have that have the grittier scenes. So, but it does come off as really weird. Like Arrow first season all around was just pretty much dirty. So it's like everybody was. It didn't matter who was on screen. They they probably were stone cold. Whereas with Black Lightning, it's like well, you'll get like pretty much Black Lightning's not really stone cold, but he is. It's not portrayed that way. But then other characters like the villains, it's like no, you're you're about to see something that you may or may not want to see, but. <laughs> like and it's also different when you watch stuff like the flash because the flash is bright all the way around as it's supposed to be but it's like if you go from watching flash to watching black lightning or flash to arrow you're like Ugh, completely different black lightning i think oh uh i have the boys the boys on amazon prime do you watch this show keith hold on just don't go too far i haven't i this is what i wanted to binge i saw they only put out the first four episodes and they're gonna do it weekly yeah, well, it's only two, epi- two episodes and then it's weekly. It's every Friday now. Oh, so they, they only drop two episodes and then they go and go every week. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, the original thing I read said that they were going to do four episodes and then it'll drop every Friday or whatever. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll just wait till the whole thing's out because... Maybe it was four. I, I can't, don't remember. I can't watch Homelander once a week. I need, I need all of Homelander's fuck shit, <laughs> like, to put it bluntly. Every single week. <laughs> well, well, the, the fuckery is still alive in The Boys, especially season two. The Boys is on season two. For those who don't know, The Boys is based off of a comic book about superheroes. If they were uh, created by a corporation and if they, you know, really exist in this world today, which they would not be the Superman that we see on TV, you know, in our comic books, they would be probably drug addicted, sex addicted assholes. And that's kind of what they play on. And then you have this group of these like kind of like mercenary type guys who are just almost like regular Joes, but have like the dumbest names, but they're like, just like, they're kind of animals themselves. And their job is kind of like destroy these superheroes in this corporation. And then you also have a gentleman by the name of Homelander, who literally is like, all his powers are Superman's powers. So he is the strongest superhero on the planet. You have the seven, which is like, you have this making fun of Aquaman type thing. It's like a, a sea guy, like a guy who controls fish, but he has gills and he's like a super, uh, what's the word when you're horrible to women? Womanizer. A womanizer. There we go. He's, that's a song. Um, but no, he's a horrible womanizer. And, you know, but like he tried, he makes women do sexual acts to get into the seven and like, just like how, how like corporations are, how, you know, we've had this whole, like, like me too is part of the show. Like understanding that like people who have power are going to abuse that power, but it has some real messed up funny stuff in it too. Like literally a speedster runs so fast. He runs through another human being and they just disappear. And by disappear, I mean explode everywhere. By explode everywhere, I mean it's lots of blood and guts. So if you don't like blood and guts, please don't watch the show. Don't be offended. Also, if you're easily offended, don't watch the show. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, for those who haven't watched it, it is one of those great dual-layered shows to where you could just watch it and not think and just be like, oh, okay. But you can also watch it and you can see a lot of hidden subliminals, as Asbury was just referring to. Um, some of the womanizing and sexual assault type stuff is ingrained into the show. And it's done in one of those ways that um, is natural. It's not uh, one of those things that's just shoved in your mouth or shoved in your face type deal. It's something that's like, it's a real life situation. I mean, and, and it's not pawned off. I mean, it's the good, the bad, the ugly that comes with that. Well, not nothing good comes with that, but it's it's good in the way that it's showcased. It's not done for any... Um, 
agenda. They're not fulfilling it. It's not one of those to where how sensate, um, I don't know if anyone's watched it on Netflix, but it felt like they were trying to push an agenda and this isn't, we're pushing an agenda. This is just, it's, it's real shit. Like it, it, it comes off that way. Not to say that the stuff that insensate wasn't real shit, but the way that they put it off to you wasn't that way. And the great thing is when they, when they, when they have that moment, when uh, the, the aqua, whatever water guy and one of the other females, he like says, you want to get in this, this, this organization, he makes her do something. You see, you don't see the actual act of it happening. You just see afterwards. And from that point forward, you really, really root for her to, to, to get him like to, to like, just, just, just fuck up his life. And you really want, and, and that's, that's a thing that I really enjoyed because it, for character development, I was like, you know what? She didn't deserve that. Like that was, that was fucked up. And for you as an audience member to say, just be like, yo, that's fucked. And you cringe and you're uncomfortable, but you also realize that that's the reality of the world and that, that shouldn't happen and that does happen and you automatically side with with her um i certainly enjoyed that aspect of it and and there were lots lots of other little things but that was one of like the moments that for me i'm like every time i see her on camera i'm like i need you to kick his ass do you have another one we'll revisit what i spoke to a moment ago because i feel like that actually deserves more of a fuller elaboration but uh and to what i was speaking to was how things are displayed and how the audience would consume such situations yeah but i have more examples but i mean we, we'd be here for another hour uh talking about that but oh i guess you just want to go into lucifer then i mean that's uh uh yeah we can totally jump into lucifer so lucifer uh is on season 5a and the reason why it's 5a is that lucifer itself had to stop filming due to covid uh covid ruiner of lives ruiner of shows ruiner of 2020 uh, so, so Lucifer's five A's like the ending cliffhanger. Um, Lucifer is a show about the devil and how he comes to the city of angels, Los Angeles. And to just, you know, go out for, to play, he meets a young detective whom he starts to get a liking to and together they solve crimes. Now mixing in the crime solving aspect with a little bit of this, this flip on biblical lore, changing the devil into enabling you to understand the devil a little bit more in the sense that there are some misinterpretations of who he is, of what he is, of how he became who he is and how he became known as the devil, what his actual job is, what he enjoys and how he lives his life. And it is, it can be fun at times. Sometimes the season draws out like a little bit longer sometimes. And, and it has a pretty good balance of like this fun, likable Lucifer Morningstar and to and like this British charming guy into this you know at the end of the day he is the devil but also he's a fallen angel so when you go into all of those things that he is he's you know a man who who likes you know women he's uh the devil who watches and men, and men. yes and men there you go <laughs> he likes all the all the the satisfactions he can get in life um but he also likes he also like watches hell he's he's the protector of hell he's also a fallen angel you know so he's still one of god's God's children, but also he starts to get these feelings for you know another woman, a detective, which falls into its own plot line as well. It's it's a really good show. I mean, five seasons in, I've been quite inter interested in it. Um, they have a fantastic cast that rotates. Um, I think the only complaint I have is a detective herself. Sometimes I'm like, girl, what you doing? But she's she serves a purpose and she has done a decent job for a while. Keith, uh, what do you think about season five? A spoilers, um, spoilers, like just so it. you know. 
No, no, I'm saying, no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, sorry. I'm telling the audience that this is going to be spoilers for Lucifer. It's season five. A, uh, uh, been out for um, at least like a month or two at this point in time if you haven't seen season five a you can end the podcast now because after this i'm pretty much wrapping it up so you don't want spoilers go watch the show and then you can listen to the rest keith go ahead say speak freely my brother well i think seasons one and two two being my favorite of them all but they were i guess it's only so much that you could pull from the bible in terms of the everything so Season two was probably my favorite. You had a lot of mystique going on in there uh, when you brought in the center man and you had all these other things happening um, throughout the season as well. Season two probably still ranks as my favorite of them all. This one is good. Like like I said, you kind of get to a point to where you begin to realize what Lucifer is and everything. And and this season is kind of more of him, I guess, becoming more self-aware of that because in the other seasons he's more of a um no I'm, I'm not i'm not the jealous type when he is or you know everything is kind of always everyone else's fault and he's perfect type deal so in this he starts to become a little more self-aware i suppose and takes a little bit more responsibility so i mean that's cool in terms of character growth or whatever you actually are finally seeing lucifer kind of become a little more responsible and whatnot the only issue well you actually uh pointed out that uh, that i had is when they were like oh i'm in a deal you know, like, Maze really shouldn't hold a candle to him if they say he is what he is. You know, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm God's right hand. Like, <laughs> shit needs to get done, I do it. So, I mean, for that, I mean, but granted, the fight scene was cool, and they really didn't step to him too, too much. I mean, he did beat the hell out of everyone who came his way. And it was also nice to see uh, Lucifer handle Maze. Like, it was kind of weird because, you know, Maze is Lucifer's, you know, demon to, to go handle things. And you know, when, when you saw that fight go down, it was like, well, yeah, no, nah, man. It, it was kind of fucked up because as self-aware as Lucifer is becoming, the shit he was saying to Maze was kind of bad, but he didn't notice. Like, he's still dumb. Like, it, it's, he's still dumb and smart at the same time. It's so, you know, it's, it has a nice balance to it. And for story purposes, we understand why he said what he says to Maze. And given that, this is the only black and white episode I think I enjoyed. I normally hate black and white episodes. I don't know why it's a me thing. Um, I understand why they occur, but uh, I, I just hate them so much. I really do. Um, this black and white episode, I really liked. Um, I thought it was really good. And we didn't get a lot of Trixie this season. So for that to be kind of, you know, I thought that was a good adorable touch when things were getting all heavy and stuff and Lucifer finding out certain things about God and whatnot. And then uh, insert Trixie to kind of lighten the mood. And now he has to chill with this child and he's like, oh, kids, fuck. (laughs) But it often translates into like a really cool scene in him being a little bit more enlightened or like chill. So I, it was nice to see Trixie in the black and white episode, but overall I enjoy this season and the next season should be great. The next season has the potential to be the best of them all. Yeah. And God is black. (laughs) God is black. (laughs) That's how I felt when I heard that voice. I was like, Oh yeah, that's what we're doing right now. We are breaking God. Like it makes me happy. Only way it gets better. (laughs) There we go. Uh, no, states. I told, I mean, I was, Keith and I were talking because he, he felt like a Menadiel who's like, he's like, Menadiel is uh, Lucifer's brother, uh, one of God's children, uh, God's right hand. He says like, I'm the, he, he, like literally when he comes in like the first episode or something like that, he says, 
I'm Amenadiel. I'm God's right hand. I am the Silver City's strongest warrior. And like all the other angels, would they show a couple, like one or two angels, admit like, yo, yeah, you're, the, you're, you're a gangster. Like you're the strongest out of all of us, like fight-wise, um, warrior-wise. So this last fight scene was a little weird at first, like seeing him do it. But I realized throughout the entire season, this season, they were setting him up to be more nurturing, softer. And I think that's because they thought about it. Like, oh, we're going to have this fight scene at the end. We need to make sure that we tone him down a little bit because we literally built him up the entire time. Don't get me wrong. Still, he kicks butt. Like he really did. He still was boss. But we definitely expect a little bit more. Now, Maze and Lucifer, Lucifer being the snot out of Maze was actually a good flip to me because he lets Maze step to him a lot. He lets Maze like grab him sometimes. He put he let Maze like put a knife to him before. He's let Maze do lots of things where he's like, yo, what are you doing? And he'll like straighten her up. A lot of times he causes the problems that get Maze that gets Maze upset. But seeing him finally be like, Okay, no, you need to sit down now. And being like, I'm I'm the devil. Like I run you. And he literally was running her. Like she kept trying to do things. And, you know, there's a little bit of, little bit of tension, but the same time too, he's like, you're only alive. Cause I'm letting, like, I'm moving you this way, get away. And he would like give her chances to like sit back. And he even like, I don't know if you saw this, he let her keep her knives sometimes. Like he'd be yeah, like, yo, yeah. here's a knife because he wasn't worried about it. Like he was like, yeah, you're going to keep trying, but it's not going to happen. And I really enjoyed that because it kind of, because they started to blur the line of like maze, like maze was just a tool that he could, that he would have, or like, she was almost like necessary for him to be able to do some of the dirty work but really he could still do the dirty work himself he just rather not and i enjoyed that last part of like the fight and i thought they balanced out pretty well with a lot of like some of the effects and like like them fighting together and his twin was even just it was creepy as hell i don't i i mean i think the twin is like an old gimmick that people you know use a lot of times but i thought they used the twin part pretty well because they had it in there, they made it leave for a little while, then they had it come back, and it becomes a, a constant variable, like in the back of your head, like, yo, wait, did he do, who did it? And then you're trying to figure out, I think it worked out pretty well. Uh, chops off, uh, hats off to that actor, too. Uh, he does he does a really good job playing both versions of himself. Oh, Tom Ellis? Yeah, yeah Tom Ellis. Like, he, I don't know if you've seen some of his real stuff. Uh, my mom watches some British comedy shows. He's He started off in, like, some, like, older comedies, and, like, like mm-hmm. just, like, a little... Hey, my name's like it was very like different than the charming, sexy man that they portray him as in the show now. So good for him. Um, that's it for two shows. So, we, so which one? Oh, did you have? Oh, that was Lucifer. So we, so we, Lucifer yeah. is on Netflix. All the seasons. Check it out. It actually got dropped for a period of time, then picked up by Netflix, and I think that's actually the best thing for it. I'm just gonna do a quick speed run with you, Keith. I'm gonna say a show, and I just want you to say. What mood you have to be in to watch it? So I'm going to start off with the boys. Good mood. Power. Deceptive mood. Lucifer. Jovial. Decadence. Ooh. Um, thoughtful. God of high school. Um, like you need to be, you need to be pipe. Hype, hype. Hype, like, God. You need okay. to be ready to see somebody get, get kicked in their chest and told what's good. <laughs> and uh, you said you've been watching Great Pretender, so Great Pretender. You need to be, whatever mood you would watch, like Ocean's Eleven or any heist movie in, um... I guess you need to be in the mind of a thief. Go steal a candy bar, everyone, and then watch Great Pretender. Yeah. That's why that's just that's just my own idea. Well, Keith, thank you so much for coming to defend your lady's honor, Scarlet Joe. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show once again and having some wonderful discussions, some wonderful arguments with me. Scarlett Johansson, wherever you may be. I can't be with you because I'm engaged now and I'm getting married, but there's a version of me that would have wanted nothing more. The day that you and Ryan Reynolds split up, I was so it was the best day of my life. Well, now it'll be like the third best day of my life, but you understand. Isn't she? Forever a fan. Keith. 
is isn't she married with a kid? No, they got divorced. She had divorced from that guy. She might be with somebody else. I don't know. I think last time I saw my um my feed or whatever, she was in like Ontario or something like that. Not that I'm keeping track, but I just want everyone to know he's acting like he don't know. Like, oh, she might be with somebody else or with the, you know he knows. I realized how knows. creepy it sounded when I was knows. like, she might be, and I was like, eh, pull back on this joke. <laughs> Reel it in. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Keith, for stopping by. Any new things going on with you guys and almost in full color? Anything going on new with you with streaming or anything like that that you'd like to share with the audience? Uh, we're still streaming to the channel quite regularly. Uh, Donkey Kong Country was the last thing that got streamed to it. So if you want to see some Donkey Kong Country, feel free to look at it. A podcast about the PS5 and Xbox Series X will be going up shortly. And then we'll have another podcast also going up shortly after that and still tons of contents. We may do some stuff for Genshin Impact for those who know what it is, but there's always just a wide variety of gaming news and content on there. So there's something to tickle your fancy if you enjoy games. All right, everybody. That was Keith from Almost in Full Color. My brother from Another Mother joined in on another episode of That One Guy podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you find some new shows to watch. Also, be sure to check out That One Guy's review on Instagram, where you can check out my review of Tenet. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good one.